Welcome back to Cargumentative, a show where a man in fake Oakleys and another man in fake racing shoes, which are supposedly flammable, inflammable, these are real. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, are here to talk about cars and car culture and all things automotive. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner from the Sunday Times, and as usual, I'm joined in this glamorous studio by... Hello? Mike. Salomon <laughs> on the handle at MH Salomon on Instagram, which uh, Nadav's trying to convince me to leave because it's uh, it's losing its 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 shine. It's becoming like Facebook, losing its appeal. It's bad for lifestyle yeah. audits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Nadav. Uh, happy New Year, everybody! This is our first episode of the it New is, Year. Yeah. Good to see you all. Good to see you. Yeah. Nobody died or got you know maimed in the holidays, which is cool. Mm. All surprising. All yeah, surprisingly so. And I'm Mark Paluta. You can find me on at Palutski Instagram. Brilliant. So, guys, Happy New Year and all that kind of jazz. As we said, it's the first episode of the New Year, and uh, it's nice to have you guys back here. You know, Thanks Scott so sorted out the aircon. Yeah, it's it's nice and icy. It's cool. a lot more comfortable in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, your wife just posted on Instagram that it's 50 degrees in, uh, Australia. in Australia. It's the yeah. same temperature in a sweat box in Parktown. With Tom Faulkner. <laughs> I, yeah. I always it's you, raise Tom. it a little bit. It's yeah. you. It's you. Um, so as usual, beginning of the show, we're going to touch on some news. And um, here's something for you guys because you both – well – all three of you guys love very fast, very powerful, very useless cars, um, like the Aston Martin Valkyrie. And I don't know if you saw today <laughs> that um, Aston Martin's now released the, the, the track performance pack. I did see this that. car. Yeah. I actually watched a YouTube video on someone specking a Valkyrie. Mm. Oh, my God. The, the amount of detail that goes into that car is second to none. Yeah. Yeah, tell us more. Oh. Yeah, we so it was uh, Mr. JWW. Mm. who I think is okay. He's one of the better guys on, on YouTube. And he's got a friend who's asked him to spec a car on his behalf. But it is unbelievable. The configurator that they used is incredible. Uh, you got to go and watch it. Just go to JWW and watch him configure Valkyrie. But, yes, it comes with a track pack as well, yeah, so which lowers the car quite a bit. Well, should I read? Because Nadav looks very bit. confused. And, I, Mike, and even I'm, Mike was slightly taken away. Yeah, so let's go I back and just know. recap right. about uh, uh, what happened just before Christmas. They released <gasps> the motor. Okay, yes. well, well, I need you guys to help me on this. I was about. off any kind of communication device for 11 full days. No. How did I you swear. survive? <laughs> Sounds like bliss, I swear. <laughs> so, okay, well, you know about the Valkyrie's motor making what, yeah, a thousand horsepower? Sure. Remember, we spoke about it. Yeah, we did. Just reminding the listeners. So this is that car. Yeah. So, so they've done the motor, now they're doing the car. So I'm going to read it to you because, you know, I need to illuminate you and people Please, listening I'm to the show. Aston Martin has presented a new track performance pack for the lucky owners of its Valkyrie, which promises to optimize the hypercar speed around a racetrack by up to 8%, cool. which Nadav and Chris Harris will both pick up. <laughs> the AMR Aston Martin Racing Track Performance Pack includes aerodynamic exterior body panels, a special track focus suspension setup, lightweight titanium brakes. These components can be interchanged with the car's standard parts for drivers who want to take their Valkyries back on the road. How so it's much? Basically, can you do it with Allen keys or do you need no, uh, Aston Martin? Don't, don't talk numbers. Uh, well, I mean, if you talk numbers on a Valkyrie, yeah, mean, it just shows that you, you know, nouveau riche and just uh, uncouth. Uh, yeah, touche. Nouveau touche, touche. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think about? You know that? what's cool about the I car? Find it odd. I find it pointless. It's really ridiculous. I mean, 8%. what the Valkyrie or pointless. the HL percent? Well, 8% performance pack. I mean, what is the point of it, really? Isn't it what usually happens? For example, with McLaren, is that they'll release a ultimate series car and then there'll be versions of it so p1 and then p1 gtr p1 lm why release a track pack for the Vul for the unreleased valkyrie Is i think because they no because of, of the limited ground? numbers yeah. so they so they i think they're making 150 cars that's it and of those you can choose how many will be track packs or not they're not making an extended 
uh, production version of it. It's just the layering of of, of of exclusivity, and you yeah. have people who are exclusive, and then you've got people who get uh, who want that one level more. But I assume every single person who takes one will have will be the, offered will or offer have that. it because yeah. because you can bolt it on and off. So you can, if you want to go drive your Valkyrie on the road, which I'm sure everybody does who owns a Valkyrie, because that's just going to so, be so. Well, an interesting fact about that car that you guys will love. Is uh, who's the guy who developed the motor? That ex Formula One aerodynamic guy. Anyway, Gordon Murray. No, no, another dude. Anyway. Oh, Adrian. Adrian Newey. Newey. Yeah. That's the guy. That's yeah. right. I was about to say Adrian Brody. No. So anyway, <laughs> you know he's he's all about <laughs> uh, weight saving, and there was that um, lacquer coat on the induction. You did the car. This is his baby. It's his baby. Adrian Newey's baby. So oh. anyway, they they weighed the badge, the Aston Martin badge that goes on the front of the car, and it weighed four hundred grams. And he was like, no, 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 never. Not going to happen. So they've got a titanium 3D printed, like, very, very micro-thin kind of badge that is put on the car and then they spray clear lacquer over it. So you can't feel it. But it is underneath the car and it's titanium. Amazing. It's gossamer. I've got – I listen, I, I, I'm a little bit skeptical. I, the way I see it is that they, they had this car. They said, we're going to sell this thing for – a serious amount of money. How much is it? And we'll establish whether we can sell it for a serious amount of money. And then what happens is they get a whole lot of people that say, yeah, yeah, we all want it. And then they come back and they say, cool, well, actually, we could have charged a little bit more. All that stuff that we were <laughs> going to put on anyway. Let's see if we can charge a little bit extra for it. Because exactly, every yeah. single one of these cars will come with that. That might yeah, be the I case. A cynical marketing exercise. It seems a bit odd. It's very expensive. But, uh, I mean, if you, if you had to basically, like, you know, convert it into rands about 46 million wow. into rands okay Valkyrie, yeah. is that, that's that's prob- listen to be honest actually funny enough it doesn't, money, yeah it's substantial but it, uh, you know the pro- when you compare it to uh, the, well, the, the Bugatti um, what, that, what, what edition was that one that's driving around with the forged carbon Oh yeah, Mansuri. Mansuri, which 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 made uh, which made Nadav quite moist we're all shaking our heads <laughs> so I drove a nine and a half million rand car today. Oh, which one? The, uh, the, the Ventador. Oh, no, the Ventador. the Ventador. I think it's the SV. Ventador SV Roadster. And? <sighs> wow. Well, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll get we'll into talk about that in the next because there's some new. Well, I mean, I've got more important news. I know. And, and I mean, I don't know how but what's Tom has actually sat still for how many minutes has this been? That seems like hours. I know, because there's, there's something that, that I think you want to talk about. Yeah, it is. So, you know, not all of us can afford a. Um, Valkyrie, but you could at just over 2 million rand afford the sister to the Hellcat, which is the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, which is now available in SA and packs. What? Wait, did you hear that? I just heard it depreciating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hisses when you go next to it. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like Aston Martins do. Similar. Yeah. Yes, and uh, fantastic second-hand buyers as a result. Absolutely. Top tip. <laughs> exactly. So the, the track walk may, may be top tip, a great second-hand buyer, but I, I think it's kind of cool. Isn't the most big. powerful SUV ever? Yeah, 522 kilowatts. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Supercharged Supercharged 6.2-liter Hemi engine. Amazing. I think it's the same motor as in the Demon. Uh, Hellcat. Uh, the Hellcat, sorry. Yeah. Hellcat. Sure. So it's kind of like it's just... Uh, so Imagine we've got the Hellcat here. Well, you can't. Kind of... Uh, it's a Hellcat for South Africa because this deals better with speed bumps and bad roads, and you can take it on dirt tracks and stuff. It's it's just a more versatile choice. And what's the price? And you got because, a price? hold on, it's a cheap, just, eh? Just over, yeah. Oh, it, just over it, two million. Yeah. Two million rand. Does it include the flatbed? Because <laughs> it will end well, up on a, a flatbed. membership. <laughs> <laughs> Other cool news. Um, <laughs> moving moving along, along swiftly along. from uh, the track. Walk. Tom, Tom, just just put us out of our misery. Come on. Um, Motorsport. Yeah. Oh. South African. Ooh. There's a South African driver who's going to be in DTM this year. Did you know that? I did not. Who and he's not 19 years old. What car is he driving? Sheldon van der Linde. Oh, really? From yeah, I thought yeah. van der Linde. So he, he's been racing overseas for a while now, hey? Uh, yeah. He was he, racing in those TTs. Yeah, TT Cup. And then uh, last year, he and his brother, Calvin, oh, yeah. were in um, the, uh, what's that GT series? Montplast? No. Were those in the, in the Audis? The ADAC. The ADAC. The Audi uh, TT. I mean, the, oh, the R8. Correct. So DTM, what is he driving? A Volvo? BMW. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so that's kind of cool because his, his dad, Sean, was in uh, you know, yeah. touring cars for BMW. So it'll be so based now, on an M4. Correct. Okay. Mm. So that's Sorry, did you say that he's 19? 
He is 19 years old. Wow. Wow. That's mm. remarkable. That's quite something. Really huh? awesome. That really yeah. is. Yeah. And you say he's been doing this for a while. So, yeah. yeah. You know. no, 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 he's been overseas racing in multiple, he's done multiple seasons overseas. So I think, you know, progressed yeah. through the ranks here and then was I mean, seen he earlier talent. He's the youngest ever national champion in South Africa. I think he won Polo Cup at the age of like 14 or something. Ridiculous. Okay. And in other, new, awesome. in other that's, racing news. It's probably talent that's. Oh, Something probably. very exciting from my side yes. because Tell us. I my I still romantically remember the Schumacher era of Ferrari, which is probably one of the golden eras of of the of the team. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, we still remember that Michael is still fighting that uh, that that after that crash, but his son Mick has been taken into the Young Driver Academy at um, at Ferrari, so you know we've seen quite a lo- quite a lot of father son. Uh, Mantle has been passed, so you remember you had Graham Hill and Damon, who mm. ended up world champion. You had uh, the Villeneuves, um, you had uh, Andretti's and things like that. Rosberg, Fittipaldi. Yeah, and now there's a Prost. Yeah. Prost, well, yeah, and there, yeah his, mm. his son uh, Nicholas, he, he runs things. Kind of. Yes, Senna's so, a nephew. Yeah, I know, but you and know, now you've got Mick, family, Mick Schumacher, who seems to be going through the ranks quite methodically. So um, I wonder if he inherits his father's talent. Yeah, It'd be we, amazing, eh? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things as well in motorsport. You know, having the checkbook behind you makes a big thing, a uh, big difference. Or well, the but, name, even. I mean, and, it, it's and having such the a, name. a marketable name. It really is. Um, I mean, imagine seeing Schumacher on the side of a Ferrari. Amazing. Yeah, it'd be cool. Very cool. M. Schumacher as well. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's about all we've got time for for news because we want to come back and have some more spirited debates and arguments and yell at each other. So we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be addressing an elephant in the room. Welcome back to Cargumentative, and in this segment, we are going to be addressing an elephant in the automotive room. That is the new Toyota Supra, which came out beginning of the year, was it? No, Mark, we're going to be mature about this. Can we, with a car that looks like a cartoon? <laughs> let's let's let uh, let's let um, no, no. let's let the plaintiff uh, make his case. No no no. Let's let <laughs> the let's all the headers get their head out first. So you you guys, yeah, Peluta and Mike, Toyota haters. Nadav's kind of on the fence. I'm fence. Uh, you're right. Yeah. So so you two tell me and tell the listeners why. If Toyota the Supra can, rubs you up the wrong way. If a Toyota can make, if Toyota can make. A good-looking car. Mm. Why don't they? Yeah. So, so I mean, I, and that's a, and that's a point. So, just let's go back to the nineties. I mm-hmm. mean, so the Supra had had, had a great start. The eighties one was was actually very eighties wedge styling, real? very similar to like the Corvette. It was it was a great-looking car in the nineties. Arguably, it, it peaked. I mean, they produced and an they absolute beast that year. you could modify to to Helen Gone. And the thing was, it was a great car, and it looked amazing. What they've released now is first and foremost, and this is the biggest problem I've got with it. It's not. It's not a. It's not a Toyota. I mean, it is. It's a Z4. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's factually a Z4 chassis. It's factually a Z4 engine. Yep. And you can see it. So even though they've bolted on a whole lot of different styling bits to make it look like the 93 one, which is a problem I've got with it as well, is that why don't they come up with just a new style did, for the Supra? Did you why don't they that, make it look like the old one? So you know manufacturers now are putting like these plastic engine covers so you can't see the motor. BMWs, generally, you can still see the motor. Toyota have taken the BMW mill and just stuck, in a, plastic, stuck a plastic cover over it. It's ridiculous. So it, you lift the plastic cover off, it's got a straight six, twin turbo, no, single turbo, single turbo, straight six, but it's got a plastic cover on top, so it looks like a four-cylinder engine. Yeah, we're like heading towards yeah. the world having like three cars, and then all the manufacturers just take yeah. it and make it. So you've got, so you've, got yeah, you've got like the Navara, that's an X, uh, um, an, an X class. You've got the the Audi, that's a Lamborghini and and a Porsche. And yeah, but I mean, it's been having platform sharing for years, no, like like the Ferrari Enzo, but it's much more now. And the Maserati MC12, no. basically the same car. Yeah, oh, they were. You can look at you agreed. can look at the MX5 and and the Fiat Spider. Yeah, exactly agreed. the same car. Um, you know, the, you, it's it, it's a way for manufacturers to make sports cars, which are, let's face it, on decline globally. We, if you compare it to other genres of car, so it's an effective and affordable way for manufacturers to pull together and still make cars that okay. we want to drive. So platform sharing, it's been around for a long time, and it makes sense in that particular niche of the market. What manufacturer still doesn't share platforms? 
What manufacturer out there Ferrari? is still independent? Ferrari. Oh, Ferrari, yeah. yeah. Who else? Can't say Lamborghini because they use no. the uh, they yeah. use the Audi. Um, the new R8. Urus is a Q7. Yeah, I mean the the Aventador isn't. The Aventador is its own beast. Yeah, certain Porsches don't share. So mm. Cayman, Cayman Boxster, yeah, 911 don't share with anything else. Well, they'll the share moment. components. Yeah. They'll share like braking components. Maybe. Yeah. But who stands alone? Ferrari. Yeah. yeah but even then, Ferrari. do they? McLaren. So they they're still they're not completely independent of Fiat now, are they? No, they they're part of Fiat, but their but their chassis are their own chassis. Their f- engines are their own. They cost yeah. their, themselves. Well, the Alfa Giulia has a Ferrari derived. Ferrari derived. California, California motor. Yeah. Well, okay, back to the Toyota. It's yeah. ugly. I don't think so. I think it looks a lot better than the Z4. Maybe in person. Bad. Maybe in person it'll be nicer. I think I think it looks a lot better than that Z. I mean, that Z4 is just uh, you know it's. it's is it a lot smaller than the original than the, than the '90s one? I don't know. I haven't seen them side by side, but I mean, it would probably be a little bit bigger because wasn't it's the '90s car a two plus two though? Mm, I think it was. Yeah, I think the so. The proportions aren't as good as the '90s car. The the it's ta- it looks taller and stubbier. It looks too squashed up at the back. Yeah. Look, you can see you can see there's a lot of BMW in there, and you can see that there's a lot of super genetics in there, which is, uh, you know, I mean, it's not it's not a, a beautiful car, but it's not an ugly car, and you well, can kind of understand why Toyota wanted so what, to share. How much of it is Toyota? Because the switch gear is all BMW. The very motor, little, very little, very little of this car. Just the I design, mean, maybe. If you get into the cabin, you can see there's the iDrive screen. I mean, it's just yeah. dead giveaway. Um, and there was a an article on another motoring website, and they basically just went through the entire car. Yeah. And, and there are BMW roundels on everything, yeah. and, uh, underneath the car, uh, you know. Well, I like BMW. It's, so for me, that's a pro. For most people, it's not. To me, to me it looks a lot – it's very overstyled and, and a little bit forced. As I said, they've, they've tried to make it evoke the 93 one, which, which looked nothing like the original ones. It was it was its own it was its own thing, mm. and I think if they'd just gone out and brought something that was just really like new, and and I was I was thinking about it when I looked at that new um, Lexus, that that coupe, the it's LC, like, yeah, LC but the new but the new one, there's like that that like butch looking yeah, one. Yeah, that's the LC five hundred. Like, to me, that's what the Supra should have been. Yeah, it should I agree. have been something that was just. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's got that that element of of uniqueness to it, and you know, in the end, yeah. there's probably a good question: Why go for the BMW when you can use the the Lexus as a basis? It, it just was going to be a better thing, you know. It would be more credible Toyota. Well, maybe Toyota have changed their strategy, and maybe they've gone, okay, well, the Lexus arm of our business is going to be for the bespoke, incredibly like stylish and the great quality that the Lexus is. And then uh, the Toyota brand, well, we'll do whatever we want with it because it's pretty much crap. So, Well, I mean, <laughs> you see, the problem with the Supra is that they wanted to keep the inline-six configuration, and Toyota don't make an inline-six anymore. They used to make the world's best inline-six. Does Lexus not? They make V6s, eh? V6s. So, so basically, you know, they needed, they needed an inline-six. BMW makes inline-sixes. So let's just use one. They of the went with an inline six in the original two thousand. What was it called? The GT two thousand, or what's it called? The car you love, that um, GT eighty six. No, 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 man. The old Toyota, the old um, the two thousand GT, two thousand yeah, GT, GT, because of the E type, yeah. because Jaguar had a, a straight six. Toyota thought, well, oh, if we want to compete in a European market, we're going to have to have that as well. They 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 made four cylinder cheap cars. Yeah. So the straight six. Like so, a Jaguar so, thing for that. So Tom is very anti-establishment. He certainly likes a, a great deal of irony. Anti-establishment. Um, he loves Toyota. Yeah, they are the McDonald's of cars. It's not. It's the anti-establishment wing of people who yeah. like cars. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. ironic. Yeah, nice. he, he, he's <laughs> ironic. So he, okay, I mean, I was trying to trying to just look at it glass glass <laughs> half full. But do do you think that you could live with that with the um, with the Supra on the basis that it, in all likelihood, it has a vape holder. <laughs> Look, because I mean, underneath it probably is closer to a two series than you than you'd want to admit. It is. It it's, absolutely is. That's their that's their market. It's very BMW, and you know, they <laughs> the has been very quiet. Huh? They, they did a similar <laughs> exercise with the with the eighty six, which is based kind of on an Impreza. So actually, it's an eighty six with more power, and that's not a bad thing. 
Yeah. Because remember, we and commented that's the one thing the 86 maybe needed. at least the 86 was based on a Japanese car. So you can kind of get away. And at least Toyota had some, you know, financial in crossover with Subaru at the time. So, it, yeah. I, I, I don't know. To me, it's... Do you think it's going to be... I like the Supra because it's a Supra and it's a new Toyota and it's a new Toyota sports car. And Toyota needs sporty halo models in their range. Mm-hmm. So from that point of view, it's important. And I like the fact that it's there. Do I like the fact that when I open the bonnet and I find BMW roundels and, and codes all over it? I don't really like that. So Do you think it's going to be you, priced the same as the Z4? I don't know. I haven't. Because the ones are convertible and the other ones are Do you think this is a thing? Because nowadays they can really tune things to make them seem like something else, mm. particularly like engine notes and things like that. Do you think that they will give it a different persona drive-wise? I think they will. I think I think they will definitely do that. I mean, if if you just compare uh, the Subaru BRZ and the 86, which were essentially the same car, um, the the BRZ sounded slightly different. It it drove slightly different compared to an 86. So they Essentially the same car, but they both had slight personality differences. So do you think they'll engineer the personality out of it, being a Toyota? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually think it'll have more personality because Toyota want to come across as as a a company that's refining itself in terms of fun and, and, you know, enjoying the drive. Let's see. I think it's going to be… It's going to be controversial. Yeah. Do, you, do you think? Nadav? No, Nadav wants to say Wait, something. What? Do you, what? To say something? Uh, do you think we could let Nadav speak? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Has he got so anything valuable to say? I've been sitting very quiet because, I'm, like Thomas said earlier, I'm, I'm really fence-sitting about the Supra. I, I'm a big Japanese car fan, and I was very excited at the thought of a Supra, and God knows the gestation has been... Forever, Ever. they've been releasing camouflage, camouflage, and, and oh, which Mark thinks it looks that, better in that uh, guys. Eh? I do. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just happy that it's out and that we can talk about it. Um, it is a car that I feel like we need to, we we may need to wait to see on the road. Um, so let's talk about the styling. The styling is is challenging. It's slightly overwrought in some ways. I do think it's slightly overstyled in certain mm-hmm. ways, and it may or may not be uh, referring back to the previous Supra from the '90s. Um, to me and it's objective it's not unattractive and right. it kind of reminds me of the sort of slightly overstyled Japanese styling of when the current Nissan GTR came out um, it's similarly challenging but not ugly and I think if you give it some time and you maybe see it on the road I, I suspect that it's going to be better looking than we think that's number one I hope, I it's, not, I hope it's not like one and a half million rand it could also so, be worse so we'll just as it, as it could be better, it could be worse. In terms, of, in terms of its credentials and on the road um, as a performance car, we're, under, we're seriously underestimating Toyota here um, because Toyota is far more successful and far more proficient and far more prolific at racing at the moment than almost any other brand in the world. Toyota does more motor racing than BMW at the moment for sure. And so we, th- there's a lot of motor racing going on at Toyota and there's a lot of input and hopefully that is brought to light inside the Supra. I'm hoping that modern production techniques are so advanced that they are able to give it its own personality separate from the Z4. Um, Lack of. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to delete everything that there is. I'm, I'm just hoping, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to fence it and I'm going to hope that, that we don't underestimate Toyota. They've proven to us we, no matter how we feel about Toyota, we all like the 86 year actually. Yeah. We appreciate what it yeah. set out to do. We know that it handles well. We all agree that it could use a little bit more power. But they've done it. They, they cracked what they wanted to do. There's no reason why they shouldn't do that with the Supra. I'm just hoping that they're able to play down the BMW angle as far as much as they can. I really yeah. I think that BMW's product. Can you take a Toyota are, or that Toyota to a BMW dealership for a service? You almost certainly could. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, well, um, I mean, so I, what I was going to say about the engine, sorry, is that yeah. so yes, it's a straight six, and maybe I don't know if, if it was the seeking out of a straight six that brought the partnership with BMW, but the truth is, um, Toyota are using their V6s to great effect in motorsport and in sports cars. Lotus is using three and a half liter V6s yeah. for years now from Lexus to great effect why could they not have used I, I that I agree so and I don't, sure. think, I don't think there's anything in the straight six I think um, the V6 would have been I good I don't enough. think anyone would have complained I mean the previous no. GTR was a straight six and the new one's a V6 so, yeah, so absolutely. nobody really said anything about that I don't know I'm not sure what brought the partnership about other than and this is sort of my final word the fact that I think without it we wouldn't have had a Supra 
in yeah. the world is probably a richer place for it. Mm. Uh, it gives um, us something to talk to about and, and to laugh about. Well, it's given us um, a whole segment. Yeah. I just hope and that it's not overpriced. Absolutely, I'm wondering I agree. Where it, I'm wondering if it's going to come to South Africa, and I'm wondering <laughs> if it does. Well, it'll have to be right-hand drives, so they'll have to have right-hand reversions. Yeah, they will. But I just, I mean, in certain, I think we're going to probably be running out a little bit of time, but I just want to just say to, to, to Tom, I realize how hard this has been for you. And you could even tell <laughs> by the, the thing in your voice, this is, this is Ben, like being kicked in the groin and having to try and talk about it while that's happened, because this is... For those of this, you who don't know, Thomas is a Toyota tattoo. He has, yeah, yeah, he has a, I am. He has a, <laughs> on my uh, lower back. Yeah, he ha, yeah. He's a tram stamp. Yeah, he, has a, he has a Toyota <laughs> tram stamp. <laughs> It's just, you know, it's kind of ironic. I'm going to use that word again. Like, everybody bangs on about Twitter. Oh, why don't they make an interesting car? Why don't they do something? And then they do, and they just get so much flack for it. No, but they didn't make it. That's the problem. No, but it still doesn't matter. It's even built in BMW. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, enough. Sorry, enough. Rant over. Before we stab each other with our cell phones and insert microphones where microphones have no business being. And to all Toyota management listening, we would gladly take one as a test car. Do your best. Absolutely. Even sponsorship. Cogumentative, brought to you by the new Toyota Supra. Yeah. We're giving a double thumbs up now. Exactly. Guys, we love the Supra. We do indeed. We're going to take a quick break. Um, it's far too much arguing for 10 minutes or however long it's been. But uh, when we come back, we are going to be chatting about purchasing decisions. Welcome back to Cargumentative. In this section of the show, we are po- well, we are, we've got a, a challenge to address. Which Mark Paluta actually suggested yeah. we would do. So basically, somebody gives us 700,000 Rand, and yep. you have to go out and buy a new car. Brand new. One new car. So it has to be brand it new. It has to be brand new. Because Can it not be a demo like with uh, low mileage? No, it could be a demo. It could be so a demo. It's got to, but the reason I say new is it's got to come with a warranty and service plan, and it's for someone that doesn't want to have to care about that stuff. Mm. So. Can I can I take over, Tom? Yes, you can. But go, yeah, tell us what you would get. Okay, take, so take it away. Mark. So I'll first tell you that I posted this on a on a car group that we're on, and um, yeah, and the reason I thought of it is because you know guys of our age, it's a reasonable kind of budget, um, and is there's, it? There's, yeah, it is. I think it is, and there's a lot on offer. There is actually a lot on offer. When you guys start thinking about it, you'll it'll you'll come up with it. Anyway, on, on the back of me post, post, posting this question on this group, I was offered a car. I was offered a test drive of a car as the newly uh, the new motor journalist that I am, thanks mm. to this podcast. And um, We have hundreds of listeners. Hundreds. A couple of hundred. <laughs> so one of the guys on our group, uh, a gentleman named uh, Vic Camfer, offered me a Toyota XE60. Toyota. What? Did I just say that? <laughs> You're upset. We've been talking we about Toyota oh, too much. Oh, 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 platform share. <laughs> a oh, Volvo XC60. What a lovely thing. Is that a Gilly? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, is. Vic. Sorry, Vic. Okay. Anyway. Um, he was really concentrating. I was. Um, so, yeah, and anyway, the styling the of the new Volvos is amazing. So they've hit it out the park with styling and tech. I think it's a great car. And one of the standout features for me, and the Dove actually tried it as well, was its fully autonomous driving mode, which blew me away. I didn't know this was something accessible to us in 2019, hmm. but it is. So the car not only brakes and accelerates for you, but it also steers for you. How does it handle South African hazards? So, yeah, cars turning in Pot, front of you. Potholes. No, it uh, handles it fine. Jaywalkers. Ta- ta- jaywalkers, taxis. It handles it fine. It loves it. It's the perfect car for Joburg, actually. And you can get one, and this is the kicker, they start at around 680,000 rand. So and they're doing from what, and what, what will it come with that from yeah we haven't sold out at all but this is this is uh, but you should really go down to Tom Camp for no. have a look <laughs> exactly I'm staying no, so, quiet for a reason <laughs> yeah. so I think it was a lovely thing there um, you know you can spec it to obviously a lot more than that uh, it comes with with everything I mean it's got massaging seats and air conditioned seats and you name it. But a lovely thing. So there were a couple of other cars thrown at us, and um, 
I'm interested to see what you guys come up with. 700K. You mm. had the XC60. You drove the XC40 when I had it on test. I did. Did you prefer it to the XC40? Um, I, I did. I think the did XC40. You? I like the styling of the XC40. Yeah, it's a good looking it's car. It's a very good looking car. The XC60. Which motor did that one have? I forget. I was it the diesel motor? Little, yeah, it could have had. I think it was diesel. Yes, it was because it wasn't. So you get you get two tunes of diesel motor. I think you get yeah. the D four and the D five. Yeah. Uh, this one had the D five, so it had a little bit more power. Okay. Nice. It overcomes its weight nicely. It's pretty economical. It's a good car. Okay. You know, as a family car, as as one car, because this is what this is. So it's you can only have one car. Mm. Mark, only one, hey. Mm. So that's it. You you you. Chosen I think Volvo so. XC60. No, I don't know if I choose it. I think it's a nice alternative for a family. Personally, okay. I would choose. Must I tell you what I'd go with? Well, I thought you would just. I thought you know, for the last five minutes, <laughs> that's what you've been explaining. I'm yeah. telling you as a very nice option. It's so you've driven a modern car. I'm not telling you. I'm not I'm telling saying, you that wasn't. That, it's not often that you get to drive like properly modern cars. It's not often that you get to drive properly modern that's cars. True, actually. <laughs> No, so it was great, but it's not my choice. So okay, great. Let's so see how what you guys don't buy an XC60. No, I do. Okay, but I wouldn't. I I like. All right. Who wants to cars. go next? You like sportier cars. Yeah. The Dove doesn't want to go next. No. I'm happy to go. Okay. All right. So Dig I mean, in. you. Uh, for, for me, it would have to be a demo model of this, but I've seen there's a lot available. I mean, I like to have a little bit of fun in life mm. and not to take things too seriously. So I think when you when you buy a Volvo, you sort of or we're making a certain statement. Um, <laughs> you may have given up on life. But um, I, uh, I think uh, the Ford Mustang for me. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. And I, and Which and one? Can you and get I'll, a five-liter? So obviously, the EcoBoost. So no. So you can actually get a five-liter. You can get a five-liter with, with very low mileage in the 700s, low 700s. Um, at EcoBoost, definitely. I mean, I've seen these things now with, with 12, 13,000 13, Ks for, for in the sixes. Now, I just think it's cool. You know, I mean, it, it's not, it's, it's crude. It's like sledgehammer type stuff. But it's well, just. It's not really sledgehammer. Yeah. I mean, it's not that crude. Have it's you driven not that one? It's crude. I have. Um, not, I mean, it's not, it's not really. I mean, it's, it's, not it's come European. a long way. It's come a long way. It's not European. But, you know, the thing about it is that it's the kind of car that you'll get out. First of all, people will notice you and they other things, car. and they do love it, they and do. especially if it's got a stupid exhaust on it. And as a kind of car for me, mm. it's important that when I look, when I get out, I want to look back at it. Yeah, I think and it's I, good and for I think that. I would look back it at, at the car that. and look back at the people looking at you. Yeah. As you as no, you, I think it is good for that, Mark. And if you can get the V8, yeah, yeah. What other big horsepower V8 could you get into that? For, that kind no, of money? exactly. Yet, you know, it doesn't have the sophistication of the BMs and all that type of thing. But it's also, it's also, it's also, it's cooler. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I so, so I, I would try and get and and you know you get one with with at least three years of warranty and service plan left. So I think that's where I would be hunting. Okay, interesting. I like that. Yeah, I like it's a that good choice. We can actually agree on something. Yeah, we're, we're half we right now. This has yeah. never happened before. Yeah. We, I, I, actually, we're platform sharing. <laughs> and you've got Line Lock. Yeah, Isn't there, and Line Lock. called Line Lock. It's, yeah, so, it's so, so funny. Yeah. A mate of mine, I saw him on, on the weekend, and the first thing I asked him, because he's got a brand new one and it's got no plates on it even yet. So I said to him two things. If you, got, you must get a stupid exhaust. He was like, listen to this thing. You've got a Roush exhaust on it. <laughs> and then he said, uh, I said, have you tried Line Lock? He said, what's that? When I explained to him, yeah, he showed you. No, he just said like these are brand new tires. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's next? Who's next? Nadav, you want to go? Well, I'm, I'm struggling a bit. Okay, should I, I tell I, you my I, other one? You've got more, Mark. Well, I have the Mark's, one that I would actually choose. Mark's got it's going to be a hot say, hatch. Guys. I mean, it has to be a hot hatch. And it has to be a hot hatch. I'm a, I'm a hot hatch lover, so it would be a sure. Golf R. Can you get one? Is yes, that, you can. What's the list price on that thing? Grand. It's oh, yeah. under a million rand. Under seven hundred grand. Under seven hundred brand new, you can get a Golf R. Justify yourself. Well, uh, it's it's amazing. It's it's, fast. it's very fast. It's very practical. It's all wheel drive. It's, it's classless. You can go to classless. You can pull up outside. Listen, McDonald's we've done a whole segment. We know why yeah, golf is thing. Yeah, exactly. But the question is, is is it worth the premium over the GTI? It absolutely is. Yeah, I've owned a GTI and I've a, driven them back to back. And the front wheel drive of the GTI lets it down in places where the Golf R just with the all wheel drive. It, Blows everything. Down, it's yeah. amazing. I think we it's must also talk car. some also rants. I mean, like other things that we would consider. But let's hear. Let's hear the. Well, that's car. where the Volvo came in. So oh. now you know. All right. Uh, I'm struggling a little bit. At the 700 grand mark, there is a lot of stuff. Um, there's so many cars. So we talking? So we bring it back. We said to the the family man, the discerning family man. So it needs to be. It's a single car. It's your only car, or maybe in a two car family, but you're you're driving it every day. 
Um, it's a difficult one. There's a lot of value at that price point, and you know, you got to bring up things like Tiguans and Demo Q5s and things like that. But in Don't the you end, like having fun, aren't you happy? Well, exactly. You know, um, this, it's so sensible. We, we all know that you're gonna. gonna but pick, in the end, we, we know what you're gonna pick. We just need to know what model. Oh, well, 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 I don't know. Uh, it's going to have four no, rings. It's going to have four rings. It's going to have to be an Audi. It's definitely, it's going to be an Audi. Okay, so it's an Audi or a Renault. A Renault. Audi or a Renault. You're wrong. You're all wrong. I'm saying, I was not what I was going to say. Well, I was actually going to say that for once. <laughs> what were you going to say for, for once? once? I sort of agree with Mark, but not about a Golf R, but I do think that a hot hatch is an excellent choice for a family man uh, or for a single car family. Um, and hot hatches these days, everybody sort of tends to want SUVs for reasons that I don't understand. But what we've forgotten uh, yeah. is that hatchbacks and sedans are similarly big. Yeah. And this particular hot I hatch know where he's going with this. is a plus size hot hatch. And it also happens to be the best hot hatch. Oh, here we go. Such it's a, actually, so, yeah, someone so, mentioned so it. So Honda. Can I guess? Honda Civic it's Type R, guys. No. Nice car. Ooh, it's six hundred and fifty grand. all the room in the world. It's 650 grand. It's the best hot hatch for I was, sale I was behind that, incredible that, that Type R. Is that the one with a huge wing at the, the back? massive wing. I was behind one today. I like that thing. That it's car? Nice. I like that car. This is brilliant. shouty, Mark. Look, it it's almost so, like, it's a little bit shouty. I will say it's OTT. It is so shouty. Listen, is it good? That car... I've driven lots of cars. I've driven lots of fast front-wheel drive cars. Yes. That thing is phenomenal. The way that car resists understeer is, ju- it is, it is magnificent. I want to drive one. So shades, of a, shades one. of a GT car. Do you remember when I came to your house that night? And, Ooh, <laughs> and we drove. <laughs> okay. Ooh, wait, which do you remember? What's my night? attention? I, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> and we platform shared. No. <laughs> is that a bit like docking? Stop it. Kind of like that. Okay. <laughs> Thomas, docking. tell us your. Anyway, so we, I, I bought the Type R to Nadav's house because he wanted to see it and he wanted to drive oh, it. And we drove it. And then afterwards, we drove the Cayman. And then we both got out Nadav's Cayman GTS and we were like, mm. we actually didn't say anything but the looks on our faces were like you know what the Honda's actually better than this GTS is and I drove that Honda back and I was like mm. you know what this is actually a, a far superior car yeah. as a sports car it is it's amazing it is mm-hmm. a phenomenal forget what it looks like in, a, in other words forget it's, it's type yeah. of body shell as a sports car it's brilliant and then it still happens to be a hatch you can use it you can put stuff in, yeah. you can put family in it you can put baby yeah. seats in it I put it's flour amazing. in it I put okay. bags of flour in it you and put bags of flour in I it I had that so, your bad decision. Yeah. Volvo yeah. has kindly sponsored Mark a car for the week. I'm humbly requesting two cars. I'd mm. like the Type R mm. and the Zonda. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do, Mark. Okay, I'll so let me tell you what, what people on the group. Um, Oh, hold on. What about Tom me? gone? Oh, well, Tom hasn't gone. Oh, I thought he also chose he's the Honda. He's too much. No, no, Mark. you can't choose the same car. Okay, come on, Tom. He's okay. going for a two series, a two, two series and a vape. <laughs> <laughs> pop down, pop down. So when I get to do, Mark Do you even make a car that's over 600 grand? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, actually. When, when, I, get get to, my when I get to Mark Polluter's age and I'm in his salary bracket <laughs> and I write a really good review on this car, I might get a little bit of a discount as well. So that's nice. I would get the Lexus IS300EX because it's a smart. Is that brand new? Yeah, it's brand new. 715,000 Rand. Oh, and if I do a good piece, probably get it about six. 99. What does it look like? Show me a picture. It's a good looking car. Yes, it is. It's a coupe. No, it's just the IS. Is it a sedan? That is sensible. Let me see. (laughs) It's a good looking car. Oh, yeah, that is sensible. Nice. Comes with everything. I can see a lot of. um, Look at that. Super profile, actually. Yeah, it actually looks better than a super. I'm just thinking about at this price level, it's an interesting thing. All the cars that we've listed, I've just got a sense that they won't really depreciate that much. I've got a feeling that those cars will still remain relatively sought after. I can't imagine that like a Type R, you'll buy it for 300,000 Rand in two years' time. I agree. Uh, it feels like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck at that yeah, price range. Yeah. Especially with the Lexus because it comes with everything. There's nothing <laughs> so does the Volvo. <laughs> you know? Can Tell us, how much did that Volvo actually cost? Oh, the one I drove? Mm, the one that you said with all the autonomous six, driving. Six, eight, and the how much did it end up at? So the one I was driving had like uh, – a B&O sound system. Uh, a B&O sound system. <laughs> it had, yeah. Yeah, it had massaging seats. Mm. It had. It could park itself. 
Tell us. It had an electric towel guide. I think it was about 9.50. <laughs> oh, <I> see. <laughs> All right. So you blew the 700 grand budget to smithereens. But the truth is you can get one for 680, and I think they're doing like 600, I mean... So it's 680 is grand trading assistance. But what will it actually do? So no, so it it'll just be an empty box. <laughs> yeah. four wheels. No, it comes with a It's got those seats like you get, like, those seats like you get in, a, in a Fiat Jolly. Google it. Go into the configurator. <laughs> it comes with a lot standard. I'll tell you that. It's a brilliant car. Um, I'm going to give you a few oh, other you got options. one more. you got one more. People um, were mentioning, mentioning things like BMW 140i's at 690 grand. Um, no, absolutely not. Ignore that. Oh. Uh, don't listen, listeners. Don't listen to that. It's rear wheel drive, three liter twin turbo. No, if you end up with a one series, you're just not trying hard enough. I'm sorry. Okay, second hand, guys. What do we, what, do, what can we get? Lexus what, 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 RC three fifty. That's a sexy yeah, looking yeah. car. F Sport, very nice. In Porsche, what could you get? Seven hundred grand. Yeah, there's a lot. You can get a. You can get a. No, you can probably start getting into the the newer generation Caymans. Yeah, mm, that's also yeah, true. Yeah, you'll probably get into the newer generation. What nine eight one? Yeah, nine eight ones. Um, you'll probably at some. You'll be able to definitely in nine nine seven. Um, Carrera, yeah, yeah. Carrera, non S. But you could um, get a Gen one S. Yeah, maybe get a Gen one S. Might do. Yeah. SL fifty five. Yeah. Oh. oh. SL55, for $700,000, you will get yourself an absolute minter. Yeah, a minter. It'll be, it'll be literally like a new car. Buy one for five hundred and keep two hundred for bulls. Yeah, well, you can only afford one in, bull. V8 and bulls. And V8 this, Vantage, and this, obviously. V8 Vantage, obviously. absolutely. Still seven hundred. No, no really. way less. V8 Vantage, manual, you can get a newer one than ours. Good mm. car. Good car. Probably Lotus Evora. Yeah, look, I mean, we could talk. Yeah, that's also... Good. Good cool. Two years ago, you could have got a. It's a lot of money lot with of a lot of options. At almost the price a Lamborghini. Points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I basically paid <laughs> for the Diablo. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, look, out of all the cars that you gave me, the the new options, I kind of I like Nadav's. Thank you. Civic Type would R. Would you take oh, a Civic again. Type R after a Golf R? Yes, I would. I mean, over it's not a Golf R. Because it's not you a Golf R. You shut your R. mouth. You would better. No, you would it not. It does. Take so that thing around the track. It, when it's better. your money. No, Civic Type R. Civic would you? R. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can't hear you over the line lock. Of the Mustang. Okay, so it's the Golf R for me. It would be the XC60 for my wife. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Guys, very interesting. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about where we like to drive ah. in the evil city. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, welcome back to the final section of Cogumentative, and uh, we're going to have a little chat about... Um, places where we like to drive in Joburg and Joburg is one of those cities where it just every year there's more construction there's more development there's more houses there's more traffic there's more potholes etc etc it's a very hard place to go out and enjoy your car um, if that's what you like to do so you really have to go out and hunt these little sections little tracks little, you really little, do. little pieces of the roads are terrible yeah so you have to draw you have to find some there is some jewels out there exactly and I heard that you've got some some proper jewels. No, so, so, so I grew up in uh, in Northcliffe. Yeah, and it's very um, yeah. There's lots of elevation changes and lots of narrow roads and <laughs> what does that mean? He says west, it's you're on the west side. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it? I don't think. Yeah. Wow, Northcliffe is north west. Is north because it's in the, north co- in the in the context of Parkhurst, yeah. it's sure. proper it's on west the other side. side of it's on the other side of Bayes. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. west side, baby. West, west side. side then maybe. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so there's some great roads around there. There are a lot of, yeah, a lot of blind rises and blind corners, and yeah. But it's, it's the roads are still okay. The quality of the roads are still cool, and the tar is still cool. If you know the roads, though, mm. you can really scare a passenger because you know where it goes. Well, it's not really Northcliffe, but it's near Northcliffe. Um, the green, well, Emerentia. You yeah. know, you know that route that I always take you on. Yeah. 
where we go over the dam wall. There's yeah, a nice yeah. little section there with dam. Well, the nice thing about this is, is the reverberation of the exhaust. Of yeah, the dam that's wall. a great little section. That is and, one of the best. And, and, what, and turning out left, if you're going across the dam, heading towards the botanical gardens, you go yeah. and then you go past the the what is the Japanese school? Japanese school. So and you, you got turn left to go towards the along the up to the, the cemetery. Yeah, up to yeah, the correct. Cemetery. That's a very but, nice little. And actually, you've got quite a lot of space. To, yeah, you to do get it, to get it moving. Once and in a while, you see nice some. You see some uh, people standing around there in their chair. <laughs> if, you go, if you go properly sideways. Just don't flash your lights when you go up through that area. <laughs> Especially after midnight. <laughs> Especially after midnight. Because yeah. then guys are mean. walking their dogs there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, don't flash your lights. Oh, dear. You, you're <laughs> not the only one cruising. Uh, and you're not going to make that mistake. You could have a bogey hot on your tail. I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Nadav? Um, no, I've got a f- I've got a few routes that I like to take uh, frequent. Yeah, uh, but I'm not going to share them. Why not? Uh, there is one though that yeah. I would like to say that um, it's it's a simple one and it's maybe obvious. But if you take the M1 north and you're on the double decker section, oh, yeah. man, do things reverberate. Mike's Diablo is very good. <laughs> through that. Yeah. So that remember that fun. there's a camera about a quarter of the way along. Does it even work anymore? We're and not even sure about it's that. It's an 80 zone. It's an 80 zone. Yeah. yeah uh, and that section is, you, know, you can't speed around there. They often have guys. But it doesn't mean you can't out. change down to second and listen to that thing. Yeah. Scream or wail, or yeah. reverberate off everything. It's an amazing place to listen to. Well, first is required in the Diablo. <laughs> yeah. Do you think 2019 will be the year I get a ride in that car, Mark? We'll have to see. Maybe. Yeah. If you see can if organize a photo shoot, play your cards. Yeah. Right. Maybe get some nice intern, interns, get them in scrubs, and then you can ask <laughs> n- <laughs> Mike to learn it to you for a photo shoot. Dress the yeah. interns ah, up I as scrubs 2019. Okay. Exactly. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, maybe Why don't you I'll, tell I'll do us everything. about your other route? Thomas will tell us. I'll tell you about a nice route. Yeah. Well, they buggered up Greenside. Completely, oh, which, was, yeah. which, which, which used to be one Absolute of the shame. one of the gems, and and and, and, was, and, and, and oh. I mean, it was technically very difficult because somehow Absolutely. with all the trees over there, it used to be slippery as any off camber. We've all had one of those moments there. Absolutely, I actually had a friend of mine chasing me in his Honda Civic. I was in a golf, tried to catch me, and he, and he ended up in the Armco. <laughs> My brother had an accident there as well <laughs> yeah. in the MX5. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, actually. I remember that. I was in my stepmother's um, a Toyota, like a 1991 automatic, and I just remember going through really fast. And and it actually is quite a quite a funny story because I remember lifting off the accelerator very quickly, and I got some oversteer. And I just remember <laughs> your automatic my, my, my E was coming past the other way. David was coming past in oh, the really? E. Yeah. yeah, and I remember just like. Thinking, hopefully, he gives me a little bit of respect for going mm. sideways. You know, in a so we, raise a, we raise a glass and remember fondly the green side S's. Yeah, that was just ruined, ruined. That's a crime. Speed bumps shame. and yeah. circles. And it, like they've got like it's 40 like circles. No, you, you, you honestly can, no can, can now have a proper accident there just because, just because you think, because you think that you, you've gone through the last speed bump yeah. and there's still like four to come. <laughs> and they're massive. The yeah. one they have to be able to drive a golf cart over. And so you often see like these skid marks that'll just go because somebody's forgotten. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. had a couple of drinks, <laughs> and they're coming back they from the Jolly Roger. Oh damn! Mm, don't and, drink and drive. Yeah, don't drink and, and drive, guys. W- w- listen, w- at least one of the parts there is still exists, which is going up towards Greenside after you've exited all those bands, and you can get sort of airborne on the inside of the circle. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking oh, about after just the robot. After the robot, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eagles, it's like yeah. it's it's like one of those things that, that you can't get all, We all love it. You think you're in that Golf GTI? Address. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say so that. That, that is one of my favorite little, you know, strips is that Glen Eagles part just off the robots. We've got all those trees hanging over you. Yeah, it's and awesome. it's nice, smooth, and you can just go all the way up to there. I but think technically it's called a tree tunnel. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. We like a tree tunnel. Yeah, we nah, I just made that tunnel up. goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a nice little, there's a, there's a nice route, short route, but quite cool. Not many people know about it. So if you're going up Sylvia's Pass, you know, as you would go up to get to the airport or uh, yeah. Chinatown there's a road there called Ridge Road and you turn left and you go down Ridge Road and keep on going and then you take a, a left off Ridge onto Cullenbach and it's got this amazing like Mulholland Drive-esque like s- switching I, I took the Diablo there about th- six weeks ago for a shoot it was impossible yeah. to drive that car there yeah. you need it's something just too small. wide yeah, you, you need, need something, something small. small you need like a little Suzuki Swift Sport or 
a Renault Twingo RS or anything like that. And that that is just such a fun. It kind of feels like like old school, you know, because Cullen Back's quite a narrow. It's very street. narrow. I mean, if someone's coming the other way, you are going to hit it. Yeah. <laughs> so and I'm, and just for the record, we do not advocate reckless no, driving no, on this. I this is all done this under is, under sixty k's an hour. Yeah. It's got great views, it's and that's why views. I go for the views. It's fun under sixty yeah. k's an hour. Yeah. Highly I fun enough love. Don't be reckless. So I've got two that I really love. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one is actually what you've just described, but coming yeah. the other way. So I, whenever I go on business and I come back from the airport, mm-hmm. I love starting at the bottom of um, Sylvia Pass from the other side, oh, yeah. and driving all the way to the top as as spiritedly as possible, as smoothly as possible, uh, as smoothly yeah. because yeah. you want to try. And there's a Same little bit. Feel. What's happened is there's like a little bit of a sinkhole that's happened towards the top, which you guys don't even notice, but the Diablo can't get over it. Yeah. Um, it'll take the front, so I have to <laughs> slow down to. A, but then after that, the right-hander through the first traffic circle, left um, through the bend around mm. where they've got that food market, and then right in to go down the actual windy bit. I absolutely love that. And typically when I come back from business, it's, in, it's like 8 o'clock at night, so it's nice and quiet. Absolutely love that. Mm. But that's not my favorite in Joburg. Do they have speed cameras up there? I don't. I'm not asking because I go fast, but I, I don't just want think to, so. Know, I've never. They should because it's all about Shut responsibility. Up. Shut up. We're responsible people. We want. You know. Let me just clarify for the Northcliffe route. <laughs> the road I'm talking about is Hearn Drive. So you go up Hearn Drive, round a hairpin into Rocky, and then a sharp left into Joseph. This is as you're making your way up to the water tower. Anyway, try it. You'll okay. dig it. Cool. Yeah. Guys, that's all we've read. Oh, wait, hold on. I've got my favorite. Time can I not just quickly tell my favorite? Yes, you can. All right. Longmeadow Business Park in Modifontine. If you go to and you start off at the engine garage and you head north, you go through the first traffic circle, go through the second traffic circle to towards pick and pay, go all the way around the traffic circle. Each of the, those circles are separated probably about 500 meters. And you can go nicely through it. And on the weekends, there's literally no one there. When you get back to the engine, go three quarters around the circle. Get onto the highway as if you're going south on the N3. But don't get off. So Off the throttle yeah, no, or off the highway? Don't get off the throttle because it's <laughs> a very fast, beautiful left-hander, which is literally safe at, in fourth gear in most cars. Stay in that lane. And then take the off-ramp straight away. It's a beautiful, tightening left-hander, but technical. And then you carry on onto, onto Modifantine Road. And then if you do a U-turn at, the other, at that robot, you can just do that thing again. And it's just a beautiful circuit. You just, there's no one ever there. Weekend's very quiet. It's cool. Last one, River Sands Raceway. Well, DM us and we'll give you details. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that really is all we have time for. Guys, thanks for showing those routes. And... Um, if you guys are out there and you've got some roots and you've been listening to the show, um, hook us up and uh, tell them, tell us where we can find them um, on Instagram at Cargumentative. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Um, so yeah, hook us up. I, I, I just want to say I'm yeah. so excited to be back. Can't wait for the rest of 2019. This is this has been like medicine for me. Yeah. Uh, missed you guys. Bad medicine. Yeah, it's, it's been, been good. good huh? Thanks, guys. And nice we're committed to, to one a week now, so yeah. we'll, they'll be coming out it's more real. frequently, listeners. It's yeah, real. It's real. Guys, thanks a lot. Thanks for joining me. And uh, from me and the team, we'll catch you next week on another episode of Cargumentative. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.